Tonight on News Channel 9, 11 common questions that atheists receive at 11 o'clock after the game. Doubters and non-believers, it's Kevin Crow. Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower the Podcast. Hope you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. Just uh, hanging out. Not much has changed. Going to the grocery store and still seeing only about 5% of people wearing masks. I take that back. Maybe about 10% of people were wearing masks, but most of them were not. I go down to the Walmart and it's just people like... Uh, Hey, do you get the dog food? Babe, do you get the dog food? And they're just yelling across the aisles and nobody's wearing masks. And they're looking at me like I'm the crazy one because I'm trying to be the responsible one, do the responsible thing and not breathe all over everybody. But they don't show the same common courtesy. And if you're not wearing a mask and you're going out in public, I would advise that you do. I know that some people think that everything's being blown out of proportion and that the death rate of this virus is very small but the thing is why not just take that extra little step all you're doing is just showing people that you care and that you're not being selfish and that you know if they're wearing a mask you should probably wear one too because it just cuts down on the percentage of anything being transferred to anybody else just a common courtesy in my opinion being an outspoken atheist on social media, I get a lot of the same questions from people, from believers who are wondering why I attack Christianity the way that I do, and I don't even really think it's that malicious, but you would think that I'm like walking into public places and assaulting people who believe in God the way that I get accused, but I get a lot of the same types of questions, and so I wanted to do an episode kind of going over my answers to those my my responses and it might not be the same answers that every atheist will give and that's the beautiful thing about being an atheist we're not all in one it's not a religion we don't have share common values all it is is that we don't believe in god so there are atheists who have many different differing views than i do but i'm going to answer the, these questions uh the way that makes sense to me and and hopefully you can learn a little bit more about my views on things. So here are 11 common questions that atheists receive. Number one, where did the universe come from? Well, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't think it was a god. You know, we can trace it back. We can trace it all the way back to the Big Bang. Scientists, not me, of course. I'm not a scientist, but Scientists can trace everything back to about the time of the Big Bang, about 14 billion years ago. And then you'll get the the question, well, what happened before that? Something can't come from nothing. I'm constantly getting accused, oh, well, atheists just believe that everything came from nothing, don't they? And that's not true. We just don't use the God of the gaps. God of the gaps being... If we don't know something, we automatically just fill God in. 
you know, because we don't know the exact origin of everything in the universe. It must be God, right? We just don't we just don't look at it that way. It's a false dichotomy. It doesn't have to be A or B. There might be something else that happened that we just don't know about. There could be black holes and multiverses and I don't know, antimatter that becomes matter. Who knows? You know, it's not to say that we'll never know the answer. We just don't know right now. And there might not even be a quote-unquote before the Big Bang. That might just be when time started. We don't really know. It's, it's, not, it's hard for us to fathom. Question number two. Why do you hate God if you don't believe in God? You know, just because I talk about Christianity and I, I say, oh, God did this and God did that, I don't truly believe in God. I don't really think that God flooded the world. But I'm just using that against the people who do believe that to say, look, this is the God that you believe in. And this is what it says that he did in the book that you believe. So, no, I don't hate God. I don't believe in God. I don't think he exists. I don't think that there's a God. I don't think that there's a devil. The anger comes from spending most of my life believing those things, only to figure out that, hey, I think it's not true. I think that I've kind of been misled or lied to or just brought up to believe something that is not true. So that's where some of the anger comes from. And more of the anger comes from the way that I see other people being treated in religion. How the LGBTQ community is treated. Uh, Sinners in general told that they're going to hell. Purity culture. Abuse. uh, Priests. And the things that they do with children that get covered up. This is why I speak out against it. I'm not angry at God. I just don't like religion. Question number three. If there is no God, where do your morals come from? The, the old, is morality objective or subjective question. I don't think we need a God for morals. I mean, if you look at the Bible, if you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, just the whole thing, you'll see that God's morals are inconsistent. Right? On one hand, you have him saying, don't kill people. On the other hand, he's drowning the entire world or ordering the Israelites to kill the Canaanites. So how do we say that there's an absolute morality when God himself, according to your Bible, can't even be consistent? I think morality is subjective. It's evolved over time. It differs by societies. Like We each really have our own individual morality but it's obviously been shaped by the culture that we're in or by our families or by, you know, just the society that we live in. Different societies in the, in the world have different moralities, different standards, but we all come to a, a consensus. That's how, this is how we make laws, right? How we figure out what is not acceptable in society. And we all try to adapt. I mean, morality comes from a place of empathy, I think where, you know, you don't want, you don't like pain. Physically, your body doesn't like pain. So you don't want to inflict that on other people either because you know that it will hurt them. So, you know, do unto others as you want them to do to you. The golden rule. That's morality, I think. Question number four, what happens when we die? (sighs) Well, I just think we go into the ground. 
it's not the happiest thing to think about, but I truly think that that's it. You know, we Ricky Gervais said one time in an interview, I think it was Ricky Gervais, that we don't remember all of the years of the universe before we were born, so that's how it's going to be after we die. The same thing. I mean, we we weren't sad then. We didn't know life. Like, And then when you die, it's going to be the same thing. There's just nothing. Oh, my God, my dog's over here making mouth noises, and it's really distracting me. I'm trying to go through these questions, and all I hear is next to me. Thanks, Comet. Appreciate that. You might want to go get some water, buddy. But, yeah, I mean, I think... We all would like there to be something else. And I think that that's kind of where religion comes from, is that we want there to be more out there. We want there to be an afterlife. If you've never seen the movie The Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais, you should. It's, it's pretty good. And it talks about you know how the afterlife was invented. I mean, fictionally. But it's a, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Question number five, what is the point of life if there's no God? Well, I think it makes this actual life that we live here more meaningful. There doesn't have to be an objective point to life. It's just what we make it, right? Our life has the meaning that we give to it. If you're living your life for some God that's never even been seen and you're going by all these rules that are in this book that was written a couple thousand years ago, you're just living for the next life, and you're not giving as much meaning to this one because it, it, all the focus is on obeying God, obeying God's rules, and then, you know, Jesus is coming back, so get ready for that, and then we're going to spend thousands and thousands of years worshiping him when this is over with. So there's not as much weight put into this life. And that's not to say that Christians don't put meaning into their life because of course they do, but there's so much focus on the afterlife. And for non-believers, that's just not the case. We just, we know that we need to make the most out of this one that we have. Question number six, why do you have faith in evolution? Uh, we, we don't, I don't have faith in evolution. Evolution is a fact. Evolution has been tested. Evolution has been proven. I'm not a biology expert or a science expert, a scientist, you know, science isn't biased. Science just measures. Science doesn't have an agenda. It's just a test. It's just tests. And if something is later discovered, then, you know, they, they adapt their theories. They change. But, but evolution, although it is a theory, it's a scientific theory, which means that it's a fact. It's the best evidence that we have right now. So I don't have faith in evolution. It's not the same, you know. You can't compare faith in God with faith in evolution. Because, again, evolution is not just this blind faith in something. So yeah, maybe I do put my faith, quote-unquote faith in scientists, but that's just because they live this. They have done the test. They've done the research. And it's not just, um, you know, a handful of people. It's, it's thousands. So it's different. It's not the same kind of faith. It's like when people say, we, we have faith all the time. You have faith that that chair is going to hold you up. 
Well, yeah, I also have fucking sat in the chair before, and I can see the fucking chair. I can touch the fucking chair. That's not the same kind of faith. Question number seven. What if you're wrong? This is Pascal's wager. This is the weakest question I think that atheists are asked because every single religion could ask the same question to each other and to atheists. What if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? There are different hells and different religions. So, I mean, I could just simply turn the question right around to a Christian and say, well, what if you're wrong? And their answer is always, well, well, I lived a good life and I just die. Well, not if one of the other gods is the real one. And then you end up going to that hell. But they don't think about that part. So the what if you're wrong question is the stupidest and weakest. But also, sadly, one of the most common questions that atheists receive. Question number eight. What does it matter if someone else believes? Religion doesn't hurt anyone. Like, Of course, I get this question a lot on social media. Why do you always why do you attack religion so much? Why can't you just let people live their lives? Well, religion is not harmless. It's been responsible for many wars and deaths throughout time. It causes bigotry, hatred, judgment based on a person's beliefs or lack of beliefs. Uh, it can also cause significant trauma to those who are stuck in the religion, um, the people who are leaving their faith and are scared to death to to talk about it. It's it's not harmless. So that's why I talk about it. I, I try to bring awareness to it. It's fine if somebody wants to believe. I don't have a problem with that necessarily. It's just that when they try to tell other people how to live their lives, that's when it becomes a problem. And the, the real problem is that's a part of Christianity, is spread the gospel. So they take that and they weaponize it basically and say, well, I mean, we have to do this. This is part of our job. We have to preach the gospel and so then they go out and they tell other people how to live their lives. And then that's when it becomes a problem. That's when it hurts. That's when it does damage. So if you want to believe, that's fine. But I'm also going to speak out against it if it becomes a problem or becomes harmful for anyone else. And if you get offended by it, it's probably because you know that it's true. Question number nine. Why do you claim that there's no God? Well, I do not. And most atheists don't claim that. The ones who actually say there is no God are considered strong atheists. And I consider myself more of a weak atheist. The strong atheists are in the minority, I would say. Most people will say that they don't believe in God, but they you know, can't be absolutely sure that there's not a creator. We just don't, th we don't have any reason to believe that there is. I think it's a little bit arrogant to say there is no creator there po could possibly be no creator so that's why i don't say it most of us just go where the evidence points and there is no evidence for a god question number 10 it's a doozy and i know you've heard it and i have heard it from unfortunately people very close to me if we evolved from monkeys then why are there still monkeys Oh man, this question really irks me and I can't believe that people still say it, but they do. We didn't evolve from monkeys. We have a common ancestor with primates. Evolution is not this, the typical picture that you see of the, the monkey slowly turning into the man. It's not that. Evolution has branches. I mean, I, I don't study evolution, but all it takes is a little bit of research to see 
what real evolution looks like. And it's the fact that we and chimpanzees came from a common ancestor. It's not the same. We don't, they don't just morph into human beings. If somebody um, asks you that question, then your best course of action is to either hand them a science book or just walk away because there's not very much good that's going to come from that conversation. They're probably a very deep fundamentalist and unwilling to change or even listen to reason. And finally, question number 11, why were early Christians willing to die for Jesus if he wasn't the real savior? This isn't probably one of the very most common, but I put it on this list because I've been hearing it a lot lately. Somebody willing to die for something they believe in is nothing new. This happens in a lot of religions and it has throughout history. I mean, you see it right now with extremist terrorists flying planes into buildings, car bombs, etc. It's happened throughout history. People are willing to die for what they believe. You know, the, the early Christians... They probably did believe it. And and yeah, maybe they were willing to die for it. But that also doesn't mean it's true. You know, people be- believe and die for things that are are not necessarily the truth. Look at cult look at actual cult members. Look at the people who uh dressed in the Nike jumpsuits and thought they were going to go ride on the comet and they drank the fucking punch and died. They really believe that was going to happen. Does that mean it was true? Fuck no. What was the name of that cult? It was Heaven's Gate. Which is funny because that was also the name of the church play, Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames, where I first gave my life to Jesus Christ. Full circle. So anyway, um, I'm starting this Sunday, I'm starting an email newsletter where I'm going to be sharing links to articles and videos and all the stuff that I'm watching and reading and I'm going to be giving my thoughts on that and I'm just not sure what to call it yet so maybe you guys can help me with that I'm going back and forth in between a few names I don't know Skeptics Digest, Doubters Digest uh, Freethinkers Digest or Skeptic Weekly something like that I'm not really sure sort of bouncing some ideas around, but it's going to be uh, through my Patreon. So if you enjoy this podcast and or my, and my Instagram or anything that I'm doing and you want to support me, that would be a great way to do it. And to also get some pretty cool resources for yourself, it's just going to be $2 a month. That's patreon.com slash Jesus unfollower. And you can join that. That'll be pretty awesome. Uh, I think it'll be helpful to you. And actually I'm making it for myself too. So I can kind of go back and and look at a lot of the things that I've been scrolling through and sort of keep everything in order. I think it would be a cool resource, so I'd appreciate it if you check it out. Patreon.com slash Jesus Unfollower. Also got my website done and updated, so if you want to check that out too, that would be cool. JesusUnfollower.com. I redid the homepage and everything. Let me know what you think. And until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.